ESPN 94.1 FM at 8:930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Wednesday, January 27th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer made pure. We got a lot to get into this afternoon. Several things dropping on us. Several things being dropped. Let's start with what I think a lot of Herd fans are excited about. The Marshall Conference schedule has been released. So we've got the complete picture now of what Marshall's schedule is going to be. And, of course, the Thundering Herd opening the season on the road September 4th at Navy. And then you know the non-conference schedule, but let me go over it with you just in case you don't. September 11th, it'll be Marshall playing host to NC Central. That'll be the home opener for the Thundering Herd. And then on September 18th, It'll be Marshall taking on East Carolina. And then Marshall goes on the road September 25th at Appalachian State. So that's the non-conference portion of the schedule. Now, the Herd, it's an interesting schedule because, and I think it makes more sense, because you've got road game, home game, road game, home game, road game, home game, road game, home game. You're actually... Spacing this out a little bit better, I think the conference making an effort to do that this year. So you start the conference schedule October 2nd on the road. You're opening up conference play at Middle Tennessee, and that should be fun. Welcome to Conference USA, Coach Huff. Middle Tennessee is your first test, and that will be fun. And then Old Dominion. Hopefully we won't have a repeat of last season where Old Dominion was unable to play its schedule. So Old Dominion, October 9th, will be the first conference game at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. And then on October 16th, it's going to be Marshall at North Texas. And then Marshall gets the bye on October 23rd. So you get three games in conference, then the bye. And then you get back at it October 30th at home, taking on FIU. And then your road game on November 6th is going to be at FAU. So back-to-back with the Florida schools, one on the road, one at home. November 13th, UAB, home game. That will be one you circle. You circle that one. That's going to be an important game. It looks like right now, if Marshall does well in the schedule, you come to that game on November 13th, that could make or break one of these two schools, possibly. That could be the difference here. But you still have Charlotte to contend with on November 20th. That's on the road. And then Western Kentucky will be on November 27th. So complete schedule, times, and some of these dates might change. Again, television will come in now and look at the schedule and take a look at what makes sense for television partners And then some of these dates might adjust. Some of these games might maybe be played on a Friday. No guarantee there that this is set in stone, but this is subject to change. So Thundering Herd taking on, I think, an interesting schedule. You like that game with Appalachian State. I like the series with Appalachian State. I hope to see more of Appalachian State on the schedule 
fun opponent from the old Southern Conference days. And, of course, East Carolina makes sense. You wish you could have got that game last year in. You really do. That would have been a special, a really, I think, special time for everyone involved because it was going to pay tribute to the, the plane crash, the victims. And East Carolina is an institution that really very respectful of Marshall and that occurrence. That was the uh, opponent of Marshall, the final opponent before the plane crash. So East Carolina, I always uh, always appreciate their fans and their program, what they do. Of course, NC Central, you want to open up at home. You want to you get a good tune-up game, right? I mean, Navy's going to be good. That's going to be a good test already right off the bat. But NC Central, come in. I'm not going to say it's a guaranteed win. It's a guaranteed win. And then East Carolina coming in here, that's going to be a definite step up in opponent compared to NC Central. By that point, you had a couple of games under Coach Huff. I think, again, this non-conference schedule made prior to Coach Huff, but really, you, know, you start looking at some of these opponents and you think, okay, Navy's going to be a right off the bat. Yeah, you might be able to get them because it's the first game. NC Central is going to be a nice tune-up game for you. And then where are the challenges in this schedule? Of course, UAB is a challenge. I always consider... FAU a challenge. Western Kentucky, always a challenge there. And to be quite honest, I think North Texas will be a tough opponent, and maybe FIU as well. I mean, for the most part, this conference schedule is going to be tough because I think Western Kentucky is always going to give you fits. I think UAB is going to definitely give you fits. FAU, I mean, it could have been FAU in the championship game. FAU, if a few more players were healthy for them and available, the outcome could have been different, completely different. So I like the schedule. It looks challenging. It's going to be a fun season with Coach Huff. Looking forward to it. Speaking of Coach Huff, what did he do today? That's going to be the new thing on this show. What did Coach Huff do today? Because let's be quite honest, he is way more active on social media than previous coaches he is way more active. So what do he do today? Now, he visited our offices today. He was uh, up bright and early. He visited our offices. So he, uh, I'm sure that doesn't interest you. I mean, he put it out there on Twitter. I'm sure that doesn't interest you that he was hanging out with um, our staff. But stuff that he probably didn't put on Twitter that he usually does, uh, he probably did some process stuff today because, you yeah, know, it's a process. And he's probably still focused on being a champion each and every day. So that's stuff that happens every day. Uh, this is mostly what does he do on Twitter? Because, honestly, I'm not stalking him. If he puts it out on Twitter, we're going to talk about it. And so today, what did Coach Huff do? He, he had a slaw dog. He had a dog with, with coleslaw on it. That was probably a momentous moment in his life. That was probably life-changing that he got a proper hot dog, and he went to Midway Hot Dogs. Now, I'm not endorsing any particular hot dog stand. I'm not advocating for any particular hot dog stand here. I, of course, am in an industry where we rely on advertising, so I'm not going to put one hot dog over another but I think I just did on Twitter earlier because that's the proper hot dog to have. If you're in Huntington, the proper hot dog to have is from Midway Hot Dogs with coleslaw on it. And by the way, their hamburgers are really good too. 
And hey, I think Frostop is just as good. Let's just get this out of the way right now. I think Frostop is just as good. I can interchange the two. So taking him the midway was a good move. He got a proper Huntington hot dog. He got a proper one. And with slaw on it, because he had to. You got to have it with coleslaw. Sauce, slaw. I mean, you can put some other things in it. You know, the mustard sometimes. You can do that. So the question is, how did he like the hot dog? I don't think he... I don't think he put that out there today on Twitter. So that's going to be the next thing to find out. How did he enjoy his hot dog? And, of course, I'm just loving following him on Twitter because, after all, he has probably been more entertaining than most people that I follow right now. He, he has definitely been someone who has been involved in the community. Uh, the honeymoon phase is still going on, but I'm loving every minute of this so far. And, of course, he got a slaw dog today. So that's what Coach Huff did today. Uh, we're going to follow him every day on Twitter. Anytime he tweets something interesting, uh, we're going to talk about it. Slaw dog today. That was his first task. You get one of those. And I'm just surprised that hadn't happened sooner. I know. Give him a few days. Let him get settled. Let him get in place. Let him you know, learn the lay of the land. He's learning. And he's, he's finally, he now knows. The secret's out. The only way to eat a hot dog is with coleslaw on it. I mean, I'll excuse it now and then if you don't put the slaw on, but if it's more of a habit that you don't, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be pleased with you. Marshall basketball. We'll talk about that when we continue. Uh, some bad news today for Herd fans. We'll talk about it when we continue. Later on, John Mercer is coming up on the program. The Thundering Herd in action taking on University of Kentucky. Taking on UK and tennis tomorrow, we're going to talk to the head coach, and that's coming up about 5.30. We'll take your phone calls as well, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Well, we got the bad news this afternoon, um, close to noon, actually. We found out officially that Marshall's home contest with FAU on Friday and Saturday postponed due to COVID-19 contact tracing within the FAU program. So right now, Marshall and FAU are working with the conference to try to reschedule these games. How do you do this? You're going to try to have that open week Right before the conference tournament, do you you schedule FAU? Do you schedule Charlotte? Because you've lost two series now. And they're both home series. And so I don't think Marshall wants to give up a home series to get these things rescheduled. And will there be a couple of games interspersed between the end of the season before you get to the conference tournament? Will that we have maybe a couple of games uh, early, a couple of games late. I mean, you don't want to go – you want to play four games in one week. You want to maybe spread that out a little bit. How are you going to try to reschedule that? We'll find out what the conference schedule looks like. I mean, will you get to a point where, okay, it just doesn't matter? And I don't think we're going to get to that point just yet. So right now Marshall definitely missing out 
on FAU. And that's the thing that has hurt basketball, in my mind, is you get some rhythm going, you get some momentum, you get into a flow. I know these are all intangible things. You can't just put your hands on rhythm, flow. You can't just do that. You either have it or you don't. And Marshall didn't have it with the layoff getting ready for Western Kentucky. Marshall didn't have it. And then you start getting it back, and I thought Marshall was doing a lot better job of being Marshall against FIU. And now you have this FAU series. That's gone for right now. And I don't think Marshall's going to try to, at the last minute, try to reschedule someone else because you can't do that. Unless some, if this happened earlier in the week and maybe multiple teams in Conference USA were impacted, maybe you could reschedule those series, put them together. I don't know what you do in this in this case. So, unfortunately, Marshall losing those games. Now, uh, if you had tickets for these games, uh, they're going to move over to the next game, if I understood that correctly. Of course, the ticket office and herdzone.com, the best place for that ticket information. You know, I don't want to speak out of turn on that, but I understand it to be, if you had tickets for this, uh, you are golden for the next game because it'll just move over. So there will not be a lottery because we had to move these tickets over from Charlotte. So now you're moving these tickets over uh, definitely for the Thundering Herd Athletic Department. You'd like to get some of these home games back just because that's ticket revenue you're not getting. Limited as it may be, that's ticket revenue you're not getting because you're losing out on some home contest. And, of course, yesterday... Well, we didn't get a chance to get into it because uh, it happened, or at least we got the notification after the show ended. Marshall University junior guard Tavion Kenzie named one of the 30 Division I men's basketball players to the 2020-21 Lute Olsen Award National Player of the Year midseason watch list. And that comes out through College Insider. That was a mouthful, wasn't it? As of Monday, Tavion leads Conference USA. 37th nationally in points per game with 19.8 and is second in field goal percentage at 53.4. That is best for 64th in the nation. That is good enough for 64th in the nation. Also ninth in Division I men's basketball in minutes played per game at 37.41. So he's out there almost 38 minutes of contest. And he's ninth. So you're seeing a lot of Tavion Kinsey. And if you're not familiar with Lute Olsen, let me refresh you. Hall of Fame coach, 766 victories in 34 seasons, 24 of which were spent at the University of Arizona. He did some good things with Arizona. He led the Wildcats to 11 packed 10 championships, 23 consecutive NCAA tournaments, four Final Four appearances at a national championship in 1997. And let me tell you, for entertainment purposes only, I picked Arizona to win that championship in my bracket for entertainment purposes only in 1997. So I'm fond of Lute Olsen. I would love to see Tavion Kinsey uh, walk away with some Lute Olsen hardware. That would be cool. Um, man, Arizona was really good. When Lute Olsen was there, Arizona was solid. I mean, sure, you have one national championship, but at the same time, you were a consistent program. You won a lot of Pac-10 conference championships. You were in the NCAA tournament every year, 23 consecutive seasons. 
23 consecutive NCAA tournaments. I mean, there are some programs that just expect to be there every year, and there are some programs that don't get there for whatever reason very often. I mean, Arizona was pretty much money in the bank, automatic. And so that's a big deal. This isn't one of those uh, fly-by-night awards. You know, everybody's in an award. This is a pretty big deal here. So uh, congratulations to Tavion Kinsey. I think he's doing a fantastic job despite all the hardships he's had to overcome. I mean, it's hard to just to flip that switch. Now, the difference here is they actually get to practice and actually get to be together as a team, as this isn't a Marshall issue this time with COVID. This is an FAU issue. So the team's on the court. The team's working out. They're practicing. They're not going to be just sitting waiting to get back on the court. They're waiting to play a game. Hopefully the outcome's going to be a little bit better when next in action. And, of course, the Thundering Herd, it's going to be a while before we see them because they are going to be back on the road, and they will play Old Dominion February 5th and 6th. And they're going to be 7 o'clock tips. So they're playing Old Dominion on the road, and then they'll come back home to Huntington. Hopefully try to get the rest of the schedule in the book. When we continue, I've got coming up, we're going to talk to him, head coach of the Marshall women's tennis team, John Mercer. We're going to talk to him about the road trip tomorrow, taking on UK, kicking things off with UK. We're going to get his thoughts on that later on. Some uh, really nice honors coming Marshall Soccer's way today. Uh, the men are um, are highly regarded in Conference USA. We'll talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. The Marshall women kick off the season tomorrow, the 2021 season, taking on the University of Kentucky. Thundering Herds on the road. Going to Lexington. Let's uh, talk to the head coach himself, John Mercer, who is with us now on the program. Now, this is a big one. I mean, you're opening up the Kentucky on the road. This is the big one, right? Um, I mean, Marshall, Kentucky, don't you guys not like each other? Uh, I don't know if we don't like each other. So we've had a little success against them in the past, which was nice. But, uh, you know, they always have a very good team and, uh, you know, do quite well in the SEC. So uh, we'll have our hands full, but we'll go down there and compete hard and, uh, you know, see where we are since it's our opener. Where do you think you are going into this? Uh, you know, I, in all the years I've been doing this, uh, you know, which is, what, 30 Five, 37 years now, uh, never been in this position. So, you know, haven't had, you know, haven't played a match since last March. Uh, for the most part, the players on the team haven't really played. Uh, maybe we're able to play a tournament or two over the summer at the most. Uh, you know, we were restricted to staying in Huntington all fall. Uh, and then even over Christmas, I think I had one player who was actually able to play one tournament. So, uh, you know, it's not ideal uh, from that situation for, you know, that, uh, you know, tennis is kind of, you need to play. You need to play matches. You need to play tournaments. You need to say you get matched tough. Uh, but that being said, we're happy to be playing. So we'll go down there. I think, you know, we used our time wisely uh, in the fall. I think, you know, I've seen a lot of improvement in our players. Uh, 
you know, physically, mentally, and uh, it's different. It's not the normal tennis training regime that you, uh, you know, see out of, uh, you know, top Division One players and professional players. It's completely different. So, uh, you know, we just go in and, uh, you know, see what happens. Is it hard practicing all the time, just playing with the, um, with the team you have going up against each other? Is At some point, does that maybe get to a point where it's counterproductive, I guess is what I'm asking? Uh, you know, I thought going into that 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 might be the case, that we'd get you know, really stale at some point. But uh, I give them credit. Uh, they, they seem to always you know, show up, they were upbeat, they were engaged in what they were doing, and I think it was just a matter of, uh, we just have a lot of players that like to play, you know, they just like to play tennis, they like to break, I think it was, you know, maybe it was a sense of normalcy, uh, you know, given everything that was so weird, you know, you know not really going to class, having virtual classes, and, uh, you know, it was a normal thing to be able to go to tennis practice, and, you know, do that, you know, two and a half to three and a half hours a day. And uh, so uh, I think we really embraced it. And, uh, you know, I think it, it went well, uh, you know, much uh, better than I thought it would. Uh, but, you know, but now, you know, it's time to play. And today you can tell they were definitely a little on edge <laughs> about playing. Uh, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, adrenaline was flowing a little bit more. And, uh you know, so I think the excitement's there. Uh, you know, we'll get started here, see if we can get uh, get all of our matches in this spring. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, that's our goal, and hopefully have uh, success and see what we can do in the conference tournament at the end. Along those lines, who are you looking to to have the most impact on the court, or where are you looking at when it comes to – leadership, performance, it's so hard to gauge that. You haven't played since last season, last March. So, you know, where do you look to that? I know it's an individual sport, but it's still a team competition. Yeah, it is very much. Uh, you know, a lot of the, the players, they feed them up off of each other. There's a lot of momentum involved, you know, kind of like football and basketball. You know, start having a lot of success on one court. You know, the, the players know uh, you know, they, they all know what's going on around them, even though they're, you know, focused and engaged in playing their own match. Uh, so you can you can feed off of that. I think, you know, Anna Smith, you know, she's been our number one player for the last couple of years. Uh, you know, she's had a lot of success with Pop. Uh, Madison Ballou, uh, you know, who's been in the middle of our lineup in the past. You know, she brings a lot of energy, uh, you know, a lot of enthusiasm, loud on the court. Uh, so she does an excellent job with that. Uh, our number one doubles team is very aggressive. Uh, you know, Utah and Liz. Uh, so, you know, again, if they're competing well, one, doing well, you know, they, they kind of, you know, help the other teams, push the other teams along. So, uh, you know, up and down the lineup, I mean, every spot's important. Every spot weight is weighted the same, uh, you know, which, again, is a little different. You know, you win at one, that means the same as winning at number six position. So everyone's important and everybody needs to carry their weight. Uh, you need to show up with uh, a good uh, positive attitude and, you know, good energy, good excitement, be ready to be competitive. And that's where we were last year. And, you know, since we have everybody back and added a couple of good ones, uh, 
you know, I think we can do the same thing here. John Mercer joins me, Marshall's tennis coach, the Thundering Herd on the road, taking on UK tomorrow in Lexington. When you look at how topsy-turvy this whole year has been, you're finally getting back into action. I'm sure we've talked about this a couple of times, but just to refresh everyone, what's different about this year, COVID included, uh, to maybe pull this off, to make this happen, uh, what's being done, if anything, to, to make this um, happen? I mean, I know you can't wear masks, obviously, during play, but still, uh, there are some things right. that are being done differently, I'm sure. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Yeah, fortunately, tennis, uh, you know, by US, Conference USA standards, were a level three sport. So, uh, you know, maybe ours aren't quite as stringent as the other teams. Uh, but that being said, uh, there's still a lot that goes into it. Uh, you know, just to give you an idea, I spent uh, last evening, uh, I spent about two and a half hours going, uh, just writing protocol for us to be able to play at our indoor facility. You know, protocol that goes to our officials, to our administration. Uh, you know, they'll look at it. You know, they'll decide if anything needs changed. Uh, you know, add things, take things out or whatever, but... I mean, it's down to the detail from how you enter the club to how you exit the club, uh, from where people sit to where, you know, people aren't allowed to sit, what you can do between matches. So the warm-up course, there's got to be a court in between, you know, both teams. Uh, I mean, the details are just, you know, enormous. I mean, things that, you know, you never would have thought of, you know, 12 months ago. Uh, you know, officials wearing masks while they're umpiring the matches, uh, you know, as soon as a player finish a match, you can't do that. Uh, you know, only one person being in allowed, allowed in the locker room at a time. Uh, you know, temperatures being taken where, uh, you know, the trainers are allowed to position themselves on the court. You know, what they have to work with. Uh, so there's just there, there's a lot of detail uh, that goes into it. Uh, you know, traveling is different. Uh, you know, normally we would go down there the night before. We'd get a hit in. Tomorrow morning, we're not doing that this year. We're just going down the day of uh, to Kentucky. Uh, we'll get a quick bite to eat. That again, all sorts of rules. Uh, we can't eat in the restaurant. Uh, we can't eat in the van. So we'll probably get a sandwich and stuff, and we'll literally eat outside. Uh, you know, or get back in the van, go over to the indoor center. And, uh, you know, again, specific rules of what we're allowed to do upon entering it, exiting it. But you know what? I think it's all, you know, it's all good to play on the on, on the safe side. I think, you know, if we follow what these rules are, uh, there won't be any issues. Uh, you know, they're, they're very comprehensive. I think they're very well thought out. Uh, a lot of it's done by both the USTA, by our coaches association, a lot of teams. But schools already have three weeks of play already in, so we kind of, you know, already kind of have an idea what uh, is out there, what people have been doing, and what conferences. You know, obviously that's been out there for a while. So, uh, you know, the officials, like the officiating crews, they've been around. They cover different conferences. Our officiating crew here covers a lot of SEC stuff, uh, some Big Ten stuff, a fair amount. So they know what's going on there. And, uh, but, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll get through it, and, uh, you know, without a problem. And uh, 
hopefully the other teams we play, you know, won't have problems so that we'll be able to keep playing. Is so, there sort of a disadvantage uh, yeah. to the road, how you're you're going about the road? Is this for the majority of your schedule? I mean, you're not on the road much, but is this going to uh, be for the majority? Yeah, we're not on the road much. Uh, tomorrow, yeah. I mean, it's always good to get in there and get a hit, you know, the, the evening of. Uh, yeah, I know I said the morning of, but actually we would normally go over there this evening, hit this evening. So it's good to kind of get, you know, if you can get two hits in, you know, because all courts are different, uh, you know, different speeds, different bounces, depends on the surfaces. Uh, I do know that UK's courts are very similar, the same surface we have uh, here, uh, you know, at our practice facility. So, uh, you know, that, that worked out okay. Uh, I think, you know, again, just it, it worked out, you know, it's better just to go the day of first trip. Uh, ideally, yeah. Uh, next year, I'll plan on going the night before and practicing twice before we play it there. <laughs> but uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best at it and try to make it work. And, uh, you know, we don't have a choice. That's what we got to do. So uh, you deal with it and keep moving forward. John Mercer, my guest, Marshall Tennis Coach. The ladies are starting off the season, taking on Kentucky. I mean, could you have picked an easier opponent to start the season? <laughs> uh, yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> uh, so, originally, we did have schedule. We were supposed to go to Indiana, uh, and they were having a, a four-team tournament, you know, which uh, was called Mock Duel. And, you know, you play three straight days, and, you know, they're basically like practice matches. They count for individual results. They didn't count for uh, team results. But, uh, you know, we'd get some good matches in with Marquette, Northern Illinois, Indiana, us, uh, DePaul. Uh, you know, so, you know, that's what we did last year. And that worked out really well. And then play Kentucky. Uh, but, you know, Indiana had to cancel that, uh, you know, because the Big Ten was limited. Big Ten's only playing Big Ten schools. So, uh, you know, that tournament was canceled. And so next up was, uh, you know, this match with Kentucky, which got pushed back uh, a week and a half or so because, you know, we came back later. Uh, you know, when our schedule was changed, the university schedule was changed to push back a week, uh, you know, to where it was when this all was originally scheduled. So, you know, like I said, I mean, it's okay. You know, it, it'll be fun to go play. <laughs> uh It'll be, it'll be a good experience. So, it'll be good for our team. Get get going again. John Mercer, my guest, head coach of the tennis team. And uh, what's going on with Malkin, man? Uh, what's going on with there? I mean, come on. Talk to me. I've got him. As, he's like my center on my fantasy hockey team. He's your guy. What happened here? Yeah. Well, they won four in a row, right? I'm not worried about if they win. I don't care. <laughs> I, I got like a, I need points from him. Line? Uh, I, I need, oh, you're worried about your fantasy. Stuff. I mean, come on, eat points from him. Uh, He's your guy. Uh, I mean, I don't do fantasy. Sh- should I sit on him? Should I hang on to him? What should I do? Your your team either wins or loses. Okay. So, I yeah, mean, he'll be back. You know, I mean, yeah, he'll be back. All right. Kinda, he's, yeah, he's a little banged up, but he'll be. You know, they 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 kind of learn. You know, you pace yourself. You got to peak at the right time, right? So you know, when you're playing this schedule, of playing what every other night. So that's just that's about rough. World of hockey. World of hockey. That's just, that's a grind right there. So I'm sure, some of the older guys on the team, you know, they they need to, you know, pace themselves a little bit. But you know, but that gives opportunity to the younger guys, get them some experience, and you know, 
try some different things, see who can play. You know, who they can bring up from Wilkes-Barre, right? See who can play, who can't, and who's ready to go. Yeah, you're talking so, to a Rangers uh, fan. You're still talking to a Rangers <laughs> fan, Coach. Yeah, you know. Yeah. By the way, let's not talk about those last outings. Uh, the Rangers have won one game. They got a they got a shootout loss, but they have three points in a fifty six game season. Um, um, yeah. You told me they were going to be really good this year. Yeah, they're going to be really good eventually. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? It, it could be. You know, I mean, it, it's kind of like what you're seeing in some of the other sports, though. You know, it's a fairly young team, right? Very. Uh, yeah, and so you know they're not getting the practice time that they would have had normally. And so you might see kind of, as the season goes along, you know, they start getting some more games in, start working together a little more, you know, from a coaching standpoint, you know, things could flip. So we've seen that before, right? The Red Wings, right? Yeah, we've heard of them. uh, Yeah, we've we've seen them, yeah. Yeah, they kind of came out of nowhere one year, right? Or was that the Blackhawks that came out of nowhere? Well, they come out every year, so I I don't think they they come out of nowhere. They were like in last place with a month ago in the season. They won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> that was St. Louis. That was the Blues. That's the Blues. All yeah, right. the Blues Blue came out of nowhere. They they were. Yeah. So so I don't know. Don't give up on your Rangers. Yeah. All right. So yeah, hang with. Tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day. It's a uh, Marshall UK. Uh, hopefully, we're talking about a victory with you next week about yep. beating UK. If not, um, uh, we'll we'll move ahead. Follow it. Go, go to the UK website, and I'm sure the matches will be on their, uh, you know, play site network. You know, you can just watch the matches. So, uh, if anybody wants to do that, so you can watch them all. They'll they'll cover them. You mean Jason Courier doesn't travel with you to do uh, radio play-by-play? You know, Jason always tells me that we would be his favorite team to do that with. Okay. But, you know, there's higher ups. You know that. Uh, you know, of course, he'd want to travel with our team. Like, who wouldn't? And we eat well, you know. We 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 do things first class. Uh, he would love our team. He he would absolutely love it. So okay. Maybe at some point. Right? Yeah, maybe at some point. Uh, <laughs> you might have to fight Coach Kemper over him, but uh, that's um, I think I don't know. I don't know who I take in that matchup between you and Coach Kemper. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe at some point everybody will be shut down and we'll still be playing, and then he could come. So. You never know. There you go. That's a positive attitude. <laughs> That's a real positive attitude. Yeah, we'll just be the only yeah. ones playing. We're the only ones playing. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, it, it's crazy. I Literally on Monday, I had Syracuse email me, tell me they would come play. And you said like, yes, right? <laughs> uh, I'd love to. So, I'm, we're working on it. Okay. But uh, they, they need a mat. They had a team cancel. And they're like, we, we want to come play you guys. We'll come down. So... You know, who knows? Might end up on the schedule. All of a sudden, follow, follow HerdZone.com. So, might see Syracuse on there one day. We might be playing. All right, breaking news. So we, Marshall in, uh, in talks with Syracuse for for match. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Crazy year. Have fun. It's like uh, the old days. This is how it was 30 years ago. Yeah. This, uh, it, yeah. Um, it, feels, it feels like it's a throwback, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you know, when I was playing, you know, Coach would – you know, he coached. I remember when I was coaching at Texas, the head coach there, uh, he used to tell the story. He went and played at Arizona State, and they lost. And they got upset. He was super ticked. They went to California, played, had an off day in between, went back, called the coach at Arizona State, said, hey, will you play us tomorrow because I want to play you again. Went back, and he's like, and we lost again. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, that's how things used to work, you know. I mean, you're good, we're good. Hey, we'll play a Saturday. You know, we'll be there. So uh, you know, it, it could be fun. You know, maybe we'll get some different matches on there. John Mercer, my guest, always fun. It always uh, turns into. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to describe what we do usually after we get past the serious stuff, but it's always fun, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. John Mercer, my guest, head coach of the Marshall tennis team, in action taking on UK tomorrow. Look for that Syracuse match coming up real soon. That's going to happen. When we continue, we will wrap it up with some soccer news here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, this is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We are presented also by White Claw. The phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Marshall men's soccer team picked to finish first in the Conference USA preseason coaches poll. That came out earlier today. Redshirt sophomore Milo Youssef garnered preseason offensive player of the year honors. Congratulations to Marshall men's soccer Looking forward to a good season there. If they can get back into the NCAA tournament. And here's the thing. This year, there's not going to be a Conference USA tournament. So if the Herd finishes first in league play, the Herd is going to the NCAA tournament, which I understand the concept of tournaments, why you have to have them. But at the same time, if you win the regular season, shouldn't you get something for that? And I think that really makes the regular season matchups that much more important. And plus, really – how much revenue is the conference tournament really generating? I think you're going to save some revenue there for some schools to not have a conference tournament, especially since really depending on travel restrictions and everything still in place. But we're getting closer to hopefully being back to normal. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank my guest, the head coach of the Marshall Tennis Team, John Mercer, for joining me on the program. We'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.